This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Hey! Hey, you're here. You're here. And hey. for that, we appreciate and we love you for just checking out the Holderness Family <laughs> Podcast. Or, in some cases, remaining here at the Holderness Family Podcast. Um, before we get into today's show, which is going to be fun. Yes. Uh, keep an eye out. We are working on a lot of fun stuff over here at Team Holderness. Our shop uh, is going to relaunch this fall. and That's like shirts and hats and stickers. And, and you guys, yeah. we, we were so... We are so excited about these designs, mm-hmm. and we have a new website, which is exciting only to us, but but our new game, Family Face-Off, is available just in time for the holidays, and we're going to have all that stuff. So I'm going to give you some, there'll be like a newsletter to sign up for, but just keep checking back in because there's a lot of stuff that we've been working so hard and we're so proud of. And thank you so much if you take the time to leave a review or a comment on our podcast. We'll talk a little bit more about comments on our podcast in a second. (laughs) But this is one we got from uh, GA Peach. That's like Georgia Peach 7355. Thank you so much. They said... Uh, They are honest, open, and broach subjects that we all think about. Refreshing to know others think or feel similarly about much of this crazy thing called life. Uh, Thank you very much for taking the time to leave that review. Hey, Kim. Uh, Hey. We had a lot of people take the time to leave comments and reviews. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing. This week. And it's because if you listen to this podcast sequentially, our last podcast, we had Dr. Anthony Fauci on. We were thrilled to have like an honest, candid Dr. Fauci. A on lot the of interview. candor, yeah. We said at the beginning of that podcast, like we were going to expect, because just you look at a snapshot of the world, expect some some blowback yeah. from science. And we, we did. We got it. Yeah. I, I think some people may have realized, like, have you ever walked into a room and been like, you know what? I'm in the right room. I just realized I'm in the wrong room. I'm going to see you guys later. I'm going to go in this other room. Yeah. And, and, and you just leave. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I've, I've walked into, I've walked into like parties and stuff like that and been like, you know what? Not my crowd. So we had, we had some people make very vocal exits from the room, which, you know, is fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people make quiet exits. Again, it's fine. But I have to say, um, am I allowed to um, read you my favorite comment? And you are. honestly, so we do have people that work with us, like Anne Marie and Sam and Leanne, and and they're always like, you know what? Don't don't focus on negative stuff. But there was a comment that was so funny that it every time it just it brings me such joy. Hold on, I have to get it. I think you could paraphrase it, right? No. Okay. Yeah, you I want have the exact to read one? It. I have to read it. And while you're doing this, I just want I want to say, oh, here we go. 
this this week made me feel a little bit like my dad. And I love that. Okay, tell me. Well, he gave this he gave like very, very, very brave sermons he did. where people in would like leave the church while he was still talking. It happened a couple of times. And then the people who stayed, that became the the foundation for the church that it is now. Yeah. Like that's how it got built up. Granted, I don't know how brave it is just to listen to a person talk about science, but I I mean it it ended up obviously it was irking. polarizing. Yeah. It, it ended up polarizing some people, but you know, from the, the residue of that is in my opinion, like these are the kind like if you're still here, like whether you agree or not, and right. you just decided to listen and stay and like accept that perspective and we had a lot of people who did that. Thank you so much. And like, I'm so glad that you're still here. Do you know what I have to say? Because I've just make it a general rule. I'm just not going to fight with somebody on Facebook because zero times have has my mind been changed by Facebook. My mind has been changed on plenty of things in an honest discussion. That through, yes, but but on a Facebook post, it's just not going to happen. So I right. don't engage. But there were some kind of discussions going back and forth. And there was a man who said, I stand corrected. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I was like, whoa. Like, because somebody was very thoughtful and gave feedback and cited sources. And I was like, I've I've literally never once in my life seen that. That doesn't normally happen. And, on and some people was like, I don't, I don't like this person. I disagree with everything he's about, but I listened and what happened to his family is inexcusable. And so I was like, thank you for listening and thank you for a respectful comment. But this one from her name is Amy, but I'm not gonna go farther than that because we don't need to target her unfollowing you you are entertaining but once you go political bye-bye all you had to do was dance little clown and i wait little little clown <laughs> little clown i was like dance monkey dance so that's a shut up and dribble yeah comment. well anyway it was, oh. it just made me laugh so it, it's fine do you ever imagine what people are doing when they're typing that like do you think that she like hit send and did like a grand jeté across the kitchen or something like is there but honestly if it makes people and we're not going to go negative on this but uh if it makes people feel better to say that that's yeah. fine right yeah anyway so you're here we're thrilled we're thrilled and and today we we get a lot of questions we get a lot of questions and can i say something first pen yeah the i feel like the past two weeks we have run a marathon Oh, because school started back up and sports started back up and... You guys. The routine got completely changed. We have forgotten, but every single year, starting school is exhausting. Do you think it's like the amnesia that you get after giving birth to a child? And but, then you're like, I think I'll have another child. And then it comes around again. And you're like, oh yeah, this was really I, rough. I think on this podcast, we said like, oh, because of the stage of life our kids are in and just we're just driving them around all the time and they're so busy. Summers are actually harder and they're not very relaxing. No, this is this is also equally the terrible. restart. It's just the restart, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, we'll get used to it. But I think our kind of our endurance, our back to school endurance is just just depleted so we are all this whole poor lola <laughs> she's in sports and she's taking like honors classes and she is exhausted but i was like girl we're gonna do it we're gonna build yeah. endurance we got this she she made a very ambitious plan for this year that's but aren't we learning that's kind of what happens when you get into high school if you want to you know if, if your goal which i think she has a goal is to to have a lot of options for colleges to go to and that's just kind of the way it is. And we've talked to educational specialists about this, but it does put a lot of pressure on children. And we're seeing it. A, we're seeing it with Lola. I am very proud of, because I'm seeing her handling it very well. 
So far, we're like, so far. We're yeah. in week two, but right now I'm like, I'm allowed to say like I'm proud of her. I think she prepped over the summer to get in a good position for this mm-hmm. academically. So I'm proud of her. No, I'm super proud of her. I'm um, also. I wanted to let you guys know just a little life update because this is where we share our yeah everything. We got a preview of being empty nesters this week <laughs> by accident by right? accident so lola has such sweet little friends and one family invited her to go just on a weekend you know trip and it was like a little getaway right. and it was so fun and so we knew about that and then pc got invited for a sleepover on saturday with a sweet friend and so by three o'clock on saturday Penn and i were like well there's it, no one here there's no one here and, you know, we, we just went through a little pandemic. And so, again, like we, we were on the amazing race so that we were gone for a month. But that doesn't count because we were I, – I was stressed out the whole time. So it wasn't just us being in our own space without our kids. We were gone from our space. But we were in our space without our children present. And it was weird. For me, what was it like for you? Awesome. No, I liked it. Um, I, I'm sorry. And I – I enjoyed Not it. that I don't love my children. I knew they were both having fun as well. Yes. And I knew they were coming back. Right. I knew it was just a quick snapshot. We binged so much television and then just kind of looked at each other and we're like, what should we get for dinner? And we're like, I don't know. You want to go out? We're like, what? Really? Yes. You want to go like you want to go to dinner without a reservation and just sit at the bar and wait for the food to come out. Yes. It was kind of like being on island time in a non-island area. I know. It felt good. My blood pressure went down. We woke up when we felt like it. Yes. Uh, we ate when we felt like it. We, I think we realized that we have surrendered a lot of personal preferences and decisions over the last several years. And you do that out of love. Of course. And you do that willingly. But, I mean, you do that. And now, you know, just we get to see what it feels like to... Just take back some of our personal preferences, and that freedom is lovely to me. Yes, and I will say it. I went on Instagram stories last week because I was watching all of my friends drop their kids off at college, and they were posting it on Facebook. Yeah. And no, I have a few friends who are having a rough time with that, and I, I will too. You guys, like, I'm already. Anytime I think about it, I start crying. But I'm also equally excited to hang out with you and to chill but it what we did you guys i'm so embarrassed we got into this television show that's already it's had seven seasons and i think it's already been canceled and it's a yeah, but seven seasons is pretty good i think it has it, it they got to that like magic hundred where they can syndicate and make a ton of money okay so it's called the 100 and it's yeah. i was like on the cw so it's like a very ya can, can oh. you explain why we're <laughs> Can you explain why we're watching it first thing? That's important. I think this is going to be, it's just a riveting podcast. So here's the deal. My dream, so we've written a book, love it, maybe writing a second book, love it. But I'd love to write a fiction story. For whatever reason, I'm drawn to the YA, like the young adult fiction space. Sure, because it makes a ton of money and you can write it and it's like the trilogy right. thing. And, and well, no, not, not just that. I just, I would love to write something that my kids at this stage of their life would be interested in reading. Right. And so I had this idea. Okay. We had, we had gone to the beach early in the summer and I was just, had so much time. And when I think my brain needs space to be able to kind of think of things, I had this brilliant idea brilliant. for a book series. Yeah. Um, so it was, Penn is really into all this sci-fi stuff. So it was, you know, families, 
that are in the it was in the future obviously but they, they have found a the goldilocks planet so earth is crumbling right and so they have found this goldilocks planet where you know humanity can survive mm-hmm. so this is like the first ship that goes to kind of and they're like the worker bees to set up the encampments and set up the you know resources and make sure it's inhabitable and all this stuff and then each series is like each new ship arriving so there's like right. always new characters yeah you guys, I was like, because we have a book agent who's a good friend of ours. I was like, Bird, I got it. Like, it's it. This is it. Um, buy your retirement home. Like, we are making so much money. This mm-hmm. is going to be a series. It's going to be a movie. And yeah. then Sam, sweet Sam, who works with us. No, you said it? Yes. I thought Sam said literally it. Literally. Go ahead. You can give Sam the credit. No, 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 literally you- the first time you said it, I'm like, have you heard of the 100? Okay. So he says, and so he describes it. And I was like, that does sound a lot like the book I was pitching and then we watched it. I was like, um, well there's difference there. They've come back to earth. Whereas we're leaving earth. And it's like that scene, the scene from uh, coming to America, my favorite movie where he, he like has the McDowell's. He's like, no, it's totally different. You know, they have the big Mac. We have the big Mick. <laughs> they have two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, it, cheese. Right. So we I'm, don't have a sesame bun. Like, so basically my book is a um, copy. I and kept saying, I was like, honey, can we just watch like the first five minutes of this before you write this book? I know. And, and it's it like, it, really, was, really it would have been in, really quick. It would have been insane plagiarism. But I had never heard of it before. Right. I had never heard of that before. So anyway. So we started we, watching The 100, and now we're um, oddly addicted to these supermodels. They all have perfect makeup, and they're all supermodels, and they're all 18. Yeah. And- I, I have major fundamental issues with this show <laughs> as a as a subscriber of real space travel and science fiction theory. Tell them they, the, the, the genre of book that you read. Uh, it's called hard science fiction, <laughs> which is science. that's it's an actual term if you look it up, which is like they don't really pay much attention to storylines, but it's a lot of like orbital physics and um, like planet sustaining life, like looking for lava tu- lava tubes and ice planets and Mars and stuff like that. Meanwhile, the one hundred, like when they descend from their spaceship, they like point straight down and fire the rockets at the planet, and I lose my mind because that's not how you get out of orbit. And land in a planet, and Kim's like, I don't think anybody cares. And which cares. is probably it's just true. like if they're hot, and they're but, all one thousand percent. They're so hot, all of them. It's kind of, it's like, it's sort of like trashy sci-fi space softcore porn. <laughs> like it's, the, and we are here for it. We're on season we're, two. We're like, I wonder if those two are going to get. Oh, they're naked. They're naked. They are already naked. Yeah. So, so yeah. we watched us. Uh, seven episodes on Saturday? In one day. In one day. We just kept going. Like it's, you know how Netflix resets unless you touch the button? It just kept going. And we just, we didn't touch the remote. And, and every new episode, we were like, yes! Because that's, we don't. So stupid. We don't watch shows and TV regularly because, no. I don't know. Especially just, something new. Um, Especially something new. And this, which is old and they've already had seven seasons. Anyway. And we'll be right back. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Penn, you know I'm always looking for a snack that's both nutritious and tasty. Both a little snacky, yes. Uh, but of course, the healthy stuff tastes like sand, and the stuff that tastes good isn't healthy, right? Not IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are a quick, low-carb option that I love to grab for my midday slump. So start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. Get seven IQ Bar flavors, four IQ Mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And today, our listeners get an exclusive offer for 20% off plus free shipping. Just text Holderness to 64000, which is 64000. All IQ Bar products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMO, and artificial sweeteners. Plus, they're packed with high-quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. And they have a bunch of delicious flavors like chocolate sea salt, which is my favorite, peanut butter chip, and wild blueberry. Don't forget over 10,000 five-star reviews and counting. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text HOLDERNESS to 64000. Get your discount. Text HOLDERNESS to 64000. That's HOLDERNESS to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. This show is sponsored by Care Of. Pen. The birds are singing. Mm-hmm. The the buds are on the tree. Yes. Winter is finally turning into spring. Yeah, you're a big fan of the spring. And you know, I also love the sun finally coming out from hiding. And you know me. The cold weather just wreaks havoc on my skin, my energy levels, everything. And that is why you've... Kim, you've been trying the Care Of Vitamin Packs? Yep, they have these daily packs that you can take on the go, like ceramides, which help reinforce your skin's protective barrier, and iron for energy levels. Yeah, it's awesome because all you do to get started is take a short online quiz about your lifestyle and your health goals, and Care Of will give you doctor-backed recommendations. And they ship high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. And something new at Care Of, if you're not yet ready to subscribe to monthly packs, some of their best-selling vitamins are now also available in bottles. For 50% off your first Care Of subscription order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code HOLDERNESS50. That's 50% off your first Care Of subscription order at TakeCareOf.com and use code HOLDERNESS50. This whole podcast was about like the questions you had for us, and then we haven't even gotten there. So let's do it. Do you have any questions for us? Here is where we answer them. We will try our best to get to as many questions as we can. Aw, that was really great. Let's start with this one from Roy M-A-G-E-S. How have your lives changed since winning the amazing race? Yeah, we wanted to bring this one up because it's been almost exactly one year since, since we, left. we left the second time, right? Mm-hmm. For the the COVID, the post-COVID 
during COVID version of it. And the other th- reason we wanted to talk about this was they announced the cast a few days ago. So exciting. And so we got to, it, it, it was in an interesting to look and see that picture because they always take the picture kind of at the same place, mm-hmm. this beautiful park near Los Angeles, because that's kind of where they start out most mm-hmm. of the time. And so it brought back some memories of just the beginning of all of those things and sort of sitting there and taking inventory of where your life was. And also, I think, Kim, you mentioned that you had a tinge of jealousy looking at those cast members. I did because, first of all, I'm very excited. We love The Amazing Race. And so we're we're just always so excited that the show keeps going. But yeah, because they, they announced like where their pit stops were, where they got to travel. And they did it all in one season. And we had to split it up over <laughs> two. And our season, season 33, and we, I mean, not to brag, but we hear from, you know, producers and crew, like how special that season was. And it was, it made history because it got canceled for the first time and went back for the first time. Like there was all these firsts in our season that it's pretty, and I think it made our cast so close. So it's super special. So I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be on season 34. Yeah. Right. Like I want my people. But the fact that they got to do it all in one, it's kind of, I'm kind of yeah. jealous. Yes, and they got to do it all in one. I think we heard that they, they'll have the same private travel to avoid yes. transmission, which, again, I just want to applaud the producers for doing that and making us feel safe. They obviously made these people feel safe. And remember, they shot this a few months back. Right, over so the summer. I can't remember what the deal was in Europe at that point, but m- most of Europe is still pretty careful about the way that they do things. But they like because... COVID has chilled a little bit since we went. The locations that they are describing sound um, pretty awesome. Compared, okay. like we like we went to great places, but we really couldn't go too far. We couldn't go too right? far. Yeah. yeah. So how have our lives changed? Uh, for me, I, I feel like I have been working to get to something that feels like that, that feels as hard and as challenging as that. Like mm-hmm. I miss doing things that are hard mm-hmm. and I, I I thought that I would miss the like vacation that we took or that like the the adventure and the travel I find myself missing that fight or flight mindset which I wonder if that's kind of what people go through when they Someone explained to me that PTSD sometimes isn't like an aversion to trauma it's an addiction to the adrenaline mm. of what happened when you were in that situation, I have a very good friend who was part of the Miracle on the Hudson who told me like that feeling, like he's he's never had that feeling again of surviving. Wow. Of kind of moving on. Um, and, and he's searching for it? I, I mean, he handles it really well, but he's he's spoken, I mean, everyone goes to therapy who's, who's had that An situation. event like that. So he had sort of a realization about that that I thought was incredibly fascinating. Um, and so I thought about him and the reality that I, I do kind of miss that peril. I, you know, right. Does that make sense? I, yeah. So th- we still haven't answered the question, by the way, our lives haven't changed at all. I don't know if you missed the podcast that we donated slash gave away, well, 40% to the government. And then about 35% went to charities. We cleared teachers list people in our lives. Like we don't. So, and then we put some away for our kids college education. And at the end of the day, Penn and I, at like literally we had nine thousand dollars so oh yeah that part hasn't changed. yeah so we are our, our lives yeah our, our lives haven't changed at we all. got more money in our kids college account so that is that is that is life-changing yeah. but it doesn't change our lives like in this moment but no. when they go to college and we don't have to 
go into debt for it. Like yeah. that is life changing, but it's not life changing now. Right. But I, w- I was telling Penn, you know, because we saw the cast announcement and I, I wrote very – I wrote a lot of notes. I actually brought, you have to carry everything with you. So you're, we were very intentional about what we packed and we did not pack a lot, but I did bring a notebook just for journaling, just my experience. Cause that's something that helps me with my anxiety. And so that's, you know, you have to carry it around, but I wrote every single day, Kim, this is hard. Don't do this again. You don't like how you're feeling right now, because let me tell you, we, we've had enough of people saying, like, oh, would you do an all-winter season, all-winter season? And right away, we were like, no, I'm never going to do that again. That was so stressful. It was so hard. It was so stressful. Now, I'm like, maybe I would. Maybe I would go back. Because, and I think it's what your friend was describing because that I – the addiction the adrenaline of surviving something dangerous the of, uh, the addiction to yeah. the adrenaline yeah and the stress and the and also i work really well with a goal and yeah. so previous in my younger days you know we did the half ironman triathlon we did a lot of the little triathlons too because i and i loved the training part of it the race itself was fun too but the training part of it I became addicted to the, yeah. the just the structure of it. So I have to say the part of the amazing race that I loved the most was getting ready for it. And yeah, I knew I know that about you. And that so the, I, that's I think that's a yes and. Like you, yeah. you 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 may have been addicted to that adrenaline, but you also I know that you love a goal, like a long-term goal to go after. Yeah. And maybe we just need to make a fake one or go on Survivor. Oh, I would never. I know. Can't. Would you ever do Survivor? Yeah. Stop. They 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 shoot though for like sixty days. Yeah, sounds awesome. Be on an island. I would miss you. I miss you. I could we both do it? No. You can't really go as a couple. Never mind. Okay, I'm out. We will move on. But I do want to in, in the future, not right now. I would love to ask someone who is an expert in PTSD if there is if because again, this was like a friend, and I don't want to misquote, but if there is like that element of missing the stress and craving the stress. And if so, if we have like a very mild, obviously it, it gets more serious with other people. If we have like a mild case of that. I would say I, I mean, I never went through anything as life threatening as the miracle on the Hudson, but I get having, I get that. I, I do miss that adrenaline. And I think I'm, I have, I have a little, that's, I mean, at a basic level, how we the dopamine hits like yeah. the hits we get just for looking at our cell phone like that is I think I'm a little oh because we didn't have them yeah yeah well and I'm just I think I'm a, I was I became a little addicted and I didn't realize how much I missed the stress of it and so maybe I'm just gonna just self diagnose here that the stress I'm feeling that I have felt since we've been back is me trying to fill my space with something hard maybe i'm creating the hard in a lot of ways anyway not probably what he uh meant to ask mr roy but our life has not changed except for now we're looking for a new adventure if you guys have a great idea because i don't i've done mud runs before and they're really messy i don't know if i want to do like a mud run or a spartan run but what's something else we can sign up for triathlons like cycling is too dangerous we have too many friends have been hurt on bikes what can we sign up for that's hard? Uh, I want to join an ultimate frisbee football league, but that's oh, not, yeah. like that's uh, that's my own thing. I've gotten addicted to beach volleyball. 
Oh, yeah, he um, joined a volleyball league. Oh, Sonny, they have, like, pickup beach volleyball. You could join, too. It's I a know. ton of fun. I'm getting a wrist surgery, though, so I have to... Oh. Oh, by the way, so speaking okay. of amazing ways... <laughs> That's another answer. Uh, so how has our life changed? So do you guys remember that episode where I flipped over rocks for two and a half hours? Well, my wrist really... The the the, the crew handled it so well. They, they had medics on there, and I, I had to get, like... It was really... It really... My wrist really hurt. And... And they've been bothering me, and I went, and I have to get a wrist surgery. <laughs> so, <laughs> on my left. D- wrist. Didn't the doctors say like, "Hey, have you?" No, he go. He did this motion because my injury is like in this this spot on, on the top of my hand. He was like doing the motion that looked like I was flipping the rock, so it's like straight up and down. He's like, "It's a, it's an injury." He's like, "This is an injury." Like he's like, "Did something fall on it?" Did he's like, "It's this motion that does this," and I was like. And I didn't want to be like, oh, I was on a reality show. I was like, I there was a day last September where I did this motion. I did that motion a lot with some weights for several hours. And he goes, why? I'm like, it was a work project. I'm like, but that could that do it? He's like, yeah, that could have been the start of it. And I think I've just been favoring it and doing weird things. So, yeah. So after my wrist surgery, maybe I'll get into volleyball. Um, okay. Question. How did you know you only wanted two kids? Oh, there's so much to this answer, mm-hmm. but the simplest answer is postpartum depression, right? Yeah, I think I, I going into it, I wanted three kids, and yeah. then after going through postpartum depression and anxiety with two kids, uh, I think even Penn, like you would have had way more kids. Yes, but I... But you were like, we're done. We're I, not doing this Well, again. I had to even remind you. Yeah. Because there is that amnesia. Yeah. That ha- I mean, maybe we're getting back to this PTSD thing again, but you seem to, like, once we got out of the danger, you seem to, you know, those those hormones or those desires were kind of coming back, and somehow you forgot how difficult it was. Yeah, and you were like, you. yeah, I, no, we're getting a vasectomy. <laughs> it was, like, it was on a, I don't want to say a dangerous level, but I think at any point, like, those those episodes can be dangerous silently postpartum depression yeah i don't want to talk about it but uh, oh, so okay. that's but that was why so so pen said but i i think there was a longing there but i will say you know made the decision vasectomy even during like the vasectomy process i was like well we can reverse it and then you know if we really it's wanted to and then i would say many years several years later so our kids are 12 and 15 now I would say by the time our son hit eight and was more self-sufficient and like everybody's wiping their own butts and we were able, I feel like the world is built for a family of four, like amusement park rides, airplane seats. I mean, everything is hotels, hotels, everything is built for a family of four. And I was like, Oh, we made the right decision. And then to our friend, uh, Taylor, dude, dad (laughs) announced, had a really funny video announcing that they're pregnant with baby number four. And he did this really cute announcement video and we were watching it and we were watching it with Anne Marie who has three kids and I could tell in her heart, like she was looking at it. She's like, oh, like maybe, maybe like, oh, that looks so much fun for kids because she has three kids and Penn and I were whispering back and forth. Oh my God, I'm so glad we don't have four kids. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad we don't have four kids. I mean, I, I love a big family. I, yeah. you know, I, I thought I always wanted one, but I know how, like, we are able to parent how we want to parent and be super involved because we yeah. have two kids. 
Can I tell another story? Yes. Uh, and this is going back a little bit. And this is in no way a reference to Taylor because Taylor was going to have a big family no matter what. He always wanted to be a dad. And his his content isn't like necessarily very heavily leaning toward like showing his children. A lot right. of it is he his stuff. His kids a lot. But Kim and I were at this vlogger slash, I don't know, influencer convention in Utah. I don't know, like four or five years ago. No, like six or seven six, years. Six or seven, whatever it was. And we're, we're walking around with all of these families who are YouTube vloggers. And one of them comes up and they go, so when are you going to have your next baby? So by the way, I will say we were like, one of these things is not like the other. We were like odd because we didn't do vlog vlog. Right. We did music things. and we were older. And, and it we, was a different style. It of, was a different. Right. We did different. Style. Yeah. We were like, what are we doing? We right. Did, we, we did not fit in at all. Nicest people ever, but they were walking. And one of them comes up. I can't remember who it was. But they're like, hey, so um, when you guys have another baby? And I was, we were like, oh, we're, we're done. And they looked at us as if we were, they were shocked. Mm-hmm. And one of them says, well, I mean, a baby gets you like at least another million subscribers. Yeah. They're like every baby you have, it's another million <laughs> subscribers. And I was like, and, and, we look and, around and, talk, and everyone has like 27 kids who's walking around with us. And you remember it, that? Yes. And yeah. there were very, very kind, lovely people there. So I'm not going to say it. But w- when we started this podcast and said like, we've walked into rooms before and we've been like, we don't belong here. That was one of those rooms yeah. that we were like, we don't belong here. Like, this is not. We only have two kids. We only have two kids. And like, that's not. No, we got to get out. No. Uh, yeah. And so there are people who do that. But that I know exactly <laughs> who it was that said that. And I don't think they make videos anymore. They're probably too busy raising kids. I think so. But that, so I think the answer was not clear to us to answer this person's question. It was not clear to us until years later. I think there was, it, it, we, I did have an internal battle for several years about what, whether we should have had a third. And mm-hmm. then now it's just, it's perfect. Yeah, I can't imagine. I just, I think most people have that next kid, obviously not for subscribers. I think most people have that next kid because they just have that like real deep down feeling that their family's not complete yet. Right. Right? I would assume, I would assume so. Yeah. But, and I actually didn't know if our family was complete. I'm like, here we go. And, but I'm very confident in our decision. Good. Next question how long does it take to write your parodies? Do they just flow once you get started? That's from Stowers CR. Oh, a really good parody takes about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And a, me- a medium parody takes about three hours. And a really bad one takes three days. And you don't, we don't, if it takes three days, you don't. don't I don't do even it. do it. I know that sounds opposite. Right. I, this would be very different in a lot of other things, but in not just parodies for original music, I am a believer that inspiration is where music comes from. And inspiration is not something inside you that you have to pull out. It's something that's externally in the universe waiting to be discovered. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's very simple. Once you discover it, you just have to learn how to look and you have to be very careful in the way that you look. And I know that's a. What do you mean by look? Being being available for the idea. You have to. You have to. Yeah, I think so. You have to be open to discovering it. Uh, that's just how I think. That's how my brain works. I don't think it's how everybody else's brain works. But once I get started on a good parody, it's already there. But you've been writing more original music, so how does that work? Same thing. Like it's a tune that shows up in my head. I know this isn't normal, Kim. I know that. No, it, I think it's you, completely normal. Like people have written books about this. Oh, that, oh really? That about the creative process. Yeah. That like it's really 
Elizabeth Gilbert had, what was the name of the book? Something magic, something. And that she says the exact same thing. Like she feels like all ideas are already out there. Yeah. I mean, that they're kind of like floating around on the wings of fairies. That's not how she says it. But when you are available and it chooses you to be the vessel. Yeah. It, the idea really yeah that's great i never knew that I, like that was a thing yeah but and, that's what's going on and, in my and, brain yeah and and writers prolific writers say that that you have to be open and you literally and i think she even says say the words out loud like yeah. i am ready for i am ready for this and she'll have and then she she even wrote about how she got an inspiration for an, a book. She started writing it and then it just left. Like yeah. the inspiration left, the story left, and she couldn't write. She's a very gifted writer. Couldn't write it, couldn't write it. So she kind of hit pause on it and just kind of tucked it away. And then a year or two later, another writer published something that was almost identical. And she talked to that writer and the writer's like, oh my God, one day this, the, the, the idea just came to me. And she, she, it's very woo woo, but she talked about like how the idea left her and went to somebody else because it was a better vessel for it. Huh. And so that's where I feel like the 100 was for me. Like it came to me, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It came like seven years later. <laughs> Eight years ago. Eight years ago. But I have to say for me, when I'm writing a sketch or a blog post, I don't write music, but sometimes I have ideas for music videos or a lot of times I do have ideas for music. I have to like be open to the idea. Yeah. So that's why I. it's so hard because we are so busy and a lot of stuff it's like the kids stuff just like taking kids places or you know where this board game has been so great but like the minutia of running a business and all that stuff can cl can clutter your brain so to be open yeah. to receiving an idea i think that's why a lot of your good ideas come in the shower because you're not doing anything else yeah my I, ideas come in a walk yeah i should shower more you should really um, just shower I, more. I, i'm gonna tell you a quick story about a song that kind of came into my head. And this, I think this happens more often than not. If you watch our videos, you know, our Midwest neighbor, uh, uh, yeah. her name is Anne Marie. She's more than just that. She's, uh, she's a big part of our, of our creative process. And she started out working on like social engagement with us, but she and I were actually flying up to Boston for a pitch meeting for Velcro. And you can look this video up on YouTube. It's called don't say Velcro. Mm -hmm. We, the, we were sitting in this room with it was a meeting we'd planned for a long time with like a huge powerpoint presentation and we were sitting there and we hadn't gotten to our actual presentation and the the legal team in there was explaining what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it and they explained their problem and i just like i started looking up at the ceiling and amory says to me you've got the song don't you and i said yeah it's it's in my head right now and Chris and Anne-Marie who were there were like, do you want us to handle the presentation and you can check out and start writing? And I know it sounds rude, but I just sat there and I started writing in the middle of the meeting. Mm -hmm. Like they hadn't even finished their presentation. And I went home that afternoon, recorded the song on a scratch track and sent it back to them the next day. And they changed like three lyrics from the yeah. entire thing. And it's because like the, everything was so clear in that room and I just had to get started. And, and it went like super viral and it won awards. Yeah, it was on Anderson Cooper. But it's it's the shortest amount of time I've ever spent writing an original song. It was just there. And I'm I'm another reason I'm telling that is I was very grateful for the people on Velcro and also on our team who understood that I had to check out at that very moment. Because sometimes I, that's how it happens. I, so 
I agree that that's how inspiration hits us both, and probably people, you know, visiting this. I think you know what I'm in the. I am in the mood for when we're talking about like adrenaline. I'm in the mood for a big project. I'm in the mood for a big challenge. Is what it is. So I think part of the anxiousness sometimes I feel is the waiting. Yeah. Because I feel like something big can happen and we're ready for it a, a big project i just don't know what that is but what I, would you I, like it to be hmm i'm unsure i'm very open though i mean this this game is very exciting i would mm-hmm. you know this is an, a kind of a iteration of a game we already had in development and we just changed it made it better made it more manageable Maybe it's a, another family game. Maybe it is a book. Maybe it's a show. Maybe it's a series on our existing platforms. I don't know. But I'm like waiting. I feel like inspiration, like the inspiration fairies are circling over my head. And I'm just like waiting for them to drop the next 100. <laughs> it's really interesting, Kim. Like we, we, this podcast is about answering questions. But I think it's, it is becoming more about how to like restart your your creative juices a little bit, right? Is that what I'm, that's not the right term. How, how to find your next big thing. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Because everything has, have you noticed everything's kind of come back to that, that we've talked about. This is obviously wearing on you. Yeah, I think that's where, and I don't, I think in our marriage, and especially when we did marriage counseling and stuff, one of our issues is you are very, and I'm jealous of this, very content in situations where I, it's that scene from vacation. We're like, okay, you know, we're here. Saw the Grand Canyon. Let's go. Like I don't sit and enjoy those moments. I'm really working on that. I'm looking for the next thing at all times. So have tried to be intentional about, you know, just observing life and observing how I'm feeling about life. But now I need something. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I'm glad we talked through this because uh, we'll we'll try to think of something maybe together. Yeah. I mean, some, it may, and honestly, it could just be a new sort of series or a new format on our existing channels. Why a book about? Why a book about yeah. really hot teenagers landing <laughs> on a new planet? <laughs> but mine was the storylines were going to be different. I will say yeah. that. I mean, but anyway. Sure. Uh, do we have time for one more question? I think absolutely. We do. All right, someone, I'm just going to, you know what, I did a little pre-pro for this. We'll end with this one because it's a fun one. Someone asked me, because we were talking about music, uh, would I ever go on The Voice or America's Got Talent? This is from N-E-U-N Singer. So it's a singer who asked that. Okay. Thank you for even considering that I would be good enough to be on either of those shows. I feel like a couple years ago, we got an email from one of those shows. Did we really? Yeah, and you said at that time, no. Okay. Well, uh, so here's the thing. I... I put videos on the internet. They're not on the radio. <laughs> There's a reason that I'm not on tour right now singing music because I have a decent voice. You have a great voice. When I work really hard on it, like if when we did Rocky Horror and I spent like a, like every day practicing, it got like almost back to the old college days when it was a pretty like passable like frontman for a band voice. Mm-hmm. But you get older, your voice gets less you know your vocal cords kind of stiffen up a bit and most importantly i i take advantage of the auto-tune button on my computer occasionally 
And people seem to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. God bless you. So I thought what I wanted to do, and I did a story on this in local news, um, oh gosh, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do this again so you understand what a voice sounds like before and after autotune. Have, I love this. Yeah. And so I just recorded something like really quick before we got started. Should I, I think to be fun, I'll, I'm going to play the autotune version first. And then we'll play the natural version. Okay. Next. And I have not, you? I have not heard this. Yeah. So this is me. And by the way, I used... Some auto-tune, not a lot, but you'll be able to tell the difference. But this is the song with auto-tune on. It's this way that the a computer just kind of lifts and lowers. Most of the time lifting, because you're flat, lifts the notes to where they want to be and brings them down. And for this one, I didn't do a lot of fine-tooth work. I hit one button. So this is with auto-tune on. This is the difference between my regular voice and an auto-tune. It sounds pretty similar now, but I got a high note to hit. It's gonna be hard. Yeah. All right, auto-tune. There was, and you you just hit one button. One button. And you could tell like one of the notes was messed up because it went to the higher note instead of the lower note. Yes. Right? For the most part, this is going to sound exactly the, like mostly the same until the last note. Here we go. This is the difference between my regular voice and an auto-tune. It sounds pretty similar now, but I got a high note to hit. It's going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exact also, same track. You did that on purpose. Of course I did that on purpose. Yeah, you did that last note on purpose. But, uh, that's so funny. Okay, but I, that was one button. That I pressed. I will say, I'm such a like not good singer that auto tune doesn't even save me because you've tried to auto tune me and it sounds so gross. I'm going to say something about your singing. Okay. It's it's real talk here. Okay. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. When you sing in the shower, mm-hmm. when you sing in a car, when there's no microphone in front of you, you have a really good voice. When someone puts a microphone on you and hits record, you are acutely aware of that and your vocal cords tighten up and it's like performance anxiety. I will say- Isn't uh, that weird? uh, On The Amazing Race, uh, the bungee jump is what everybody asks about the most, but one of the scariest things to do is to sing. We had that- Oh, the the Scottish song? Yeah. When I turned into a diva? Yeah. So that was was actually, I had more anxiety about, well, equal anxiety. I think anxiety about everything. Um, but that was anxious, so singing. Um, hey, we did get a couple more. I know you said you wanted to end with that. Let's go. We okay. got it. Let's if go. If Penn was a lead singer of a cover band, what what band would he cover? <laughs> I'm probably best equipped to cover a grunge. Green Day is right around my level. I also uh, learned in, co- in college that I've got an aptitude for singing Motown. Yes. So either like grunge or Motown. Uh, I can pull off country, but I don't really want to. And uh, this is going to sound weird coming from a white 47-year-old, but I'm a really good rapper. You are. and uh, But I, I just don't think that's going to fly. So, But what band would you cover? That's the question. If I had a choice of any one that I could, Nirvana. Okay. We know Penn would be a golden retriever if he, were a, if he was a dog breed. What would Kim be? Oh. What do you think Kim would be? Hmm? What, what do you think? I think... You have, you have crazy loyalty and intelligence and athleticism. A pit bull. Yeah, I think you're kind of a pit bull, and I yeah. mean that. And honestly, uh, 
Yeah, I, I see that. Pit, pit, bull, pit bulls, when in, when introduced to the proper environment, are incredibly awesome dogs. No, absolutely. I, I actually was leaning that way. At first, I was like, oh, it's Chihuahua because they're moody. But Chihuahuas, I feel like, have a lot of energy, and I don't. And I yeah, I identify. I could see. I could be a pity. Yeah, totally. Like fiercely loyal, goofy, funny, but not fun. Right. And if... Because I'm funny, yeah. but I'm not a lot of fun. <laughs> and if you cross someone that I you care about... Be, I would be very protective. Yeah. I would be very protective of my people. Yeah, totally. That was the easiest answer ever. And I was just making sure you're okay with it. And you seem okay with it. Yeah, I very love good. it. Yeah, so we have a lot of questions. Maybe this is, but no, let me, you know, we should. Which, if which is, Kim, if you could get rid of one month out of the year, what would it be and why? January. So no New Year's, no New Year's resolutions. It's, it's cold. Yeah, I can't get rid of February because that's Lola's birthday. Yeah. Yep. January. Later January. You it's suck. Dark. It's cold. Yep. Okay, guys. Did your parents have other names in mind when they named you and what were they? If I was a boy, it's going to be Mitchell. Mitchell James. <laughs> Mitchell James Dean. What about you? I'm sure that they had a girl's name for me lined up. I thought it was Carmen. Oh, it was Carmen. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. How um, did you know that you remembered that? I yeah. think your mom told me. Carmen and Mitchell. Okay. If your hometown was a food, what would it be? A salty dog. Yours would be a salty dog? Yeah. Mine would be a, a Krispy Kreme hamburger. Yeah. Because they have that at the state fair. Okay, guys. If Sunny could catch oh, he's keeping. He's if going. Sunny could talk, what would her catchphrase be? Catch me outside. How about that? No. Uh, <laughs> do you know that girl's like a kajillionaire? Yeah. Yeah. She's a her. rapper. Good for her. What would her catchphrase be? Our catchphrase? No, Sunny's catchphrase. Look at me. Yeah. She's like, are you? Are you? Are you here? Yeah. Where are you? you there may have been a video that already came out. Yes. About that. Okay. We're gonna wrap this up, guys. Yep. I love you. And I thank kind you. Kind of piddled out there at the yeah, end, didn't we? I know. Kind of low energy. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. If you're here, take a screenshot. Put it in Instagram stories. Tag us. Um, I do my best to reply to those and see those. And I love being in, in a community with you guys. So thank you. Guys, we're so glad you're still here. We're glad that you are still part of this journey. And also, thank you so much for all of these questions. We yeah. Anytime we ask for questions, we get more than we'll ever need or have ever imagined. And they are so diverse. Some of them are very thoughtful. Some of them are very silly. Just kind of how we like it here. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.